We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Well, we're still talking about the book of Hebrews, and I'll tell you, I got excited in the last session about this, and I, I get excited about the Word of God anyway. But let's get into the third chapter now, or beginning of the third chapter of the book of Hebrews, and we're going to have to move because we've got a lot of subject matter to cover in a few sessions. In chapter 3 of Hebrews, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all of his house. Now let's take a look, first of all, with verse 1 here, where it says, Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we don't consider Jesus as an apostle, but here it calls him an apostle. And another thing that we sometimes fail to realize is that Jesus was a prophet. And he prophesied a lot of things, and sometimes we just take those things as just being, well, you know, Jesus said so and so, but he prophesied some of those things. As far as I'm concerned, it's prophecy. He prophesied in Luke, the sixth chapter, that if you don't do my sayings, if you don't come to me, hear my sayings, and do them, you're going to fail in life. Well, if Jesus was a prophet, some of his prophecy, we just haven't considered it. But he said, consider these things, brethren that are partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession or confession. See, this word can be translated confession. He is the high priest of our confession. Now, the Bible tells us Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He has a present-day ministry. Now, you know, I didn't realize this for years, that Jesus, when he went to heaven, he didn't just quit. I mean, Jesus, he's still working on our behalf. The Bible says he is seated there at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us. He is there to represent us in heaven. And we're here as the body of Christ to represent him here on earth. When he says he's the high priest of our profession, our confession, that means that what we speak, he confesses to the Father. He's our go-between. He's our advocate. He's seated there at the right hand of the Father. And you know some of the things that we confess sometimes. I'm sure we wouldn't want Jesus punching the Father, you know, nudging him with his elbow and saying, Father, did you know that so-and-so said they prayed, but it's not working out, things are getting worse, and they're confessing that they're going to go broke? No, Jesus is not going to tell the Father what the devil said. See, some of us, probably all of us, at times have been bad to confess what the devil said instead of what God said. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. And we should be careful what we speak before him. Now, Jesus made the statement in Luke's gospel. He said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the angels of God. And in one other place, well, I, I believe that's the way it reads there, but the other place I'm thinking of, there's two different places it talks about it. And he said, I'll confess you before the Father which is in heaven. Now, to confess us before the Father, we must speak what God says. 
Anytime you pray or speak something that does not agree with the Word of God, you're not going to get an audience with the Father. You can forget it, Mac. <laughs> and Jesus is not going to stand up there and say, Hey, Father, did you hear what he said? He said that the devil's overcoming him, that the devil's winning, and, you know, God's losing and all that. See, we don't just say that outright sometimes, but our action in the things we confess indicate that we believe the devil has the upper hand. Well, you know, the devil's just, like one fellow said, the devil's been after me all week. Bless his holy name. Well, sometimes we get our praise and our complaining mixed up. But the devil gives us ideas of defeat. And if you confess them, see, go to the Word of God. The thing to do, what the Spirit of God told me to do about it, he says, go to the Word of God and see what God said about it. And regardless of what the circumstance says or what the enemy says, speak what God says. But you see, most Christians are confessing what the devil said about them. And it's amazing to me, in traveling over the country, I found out that most Christians can tell you exactly what the devil said. But they want to know if you know what God said. Yeah, I know what God said. Quit listening to the devil. Because that's what's getting you in trouble. Because you're quoting the devil, you're listening to the devil, you're speaking what the devil says, and you're not getting an audience before God. See, you're glorifying the enemy. And he says, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. So he is the high priest of our confession. As we confess God's word, as we confess that we enter into the presence of God, Father, in the name of Jesus, I enter into your presence, and I say that Whatever I do will prosper. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We begin to say what God said. Jesus nudges the Father and said, Father, he's saying what you said. Listen to him. And you get an audience with the Father. And I'll tell you, God will work in your behalf. But if we're always going around confessing and saying what the devil said, nothing I ever do works out. Dear God, we'll never get these bills paid. I'll never get a job. I'm always the first one laid off. Well, you can just forget it. You didn't get an audience with God. And while we're on that subject, let's just go a little deeper with it. <laughs> now, you're going to have to love me because the Bible says you've got to love me. But I'm just going to tell you what the Word said. The Word says, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Most, well, not, let me back up. I'm going to make it that strong. Many Christians pray what they don't desire. But the Word says, pray what you do desire. Some Christians are praying, Lord, the mountain's getting bigger. I can't get over it. Lord, you know I can't find a job. Lord, you know we're not going to have the money to make the rent payment or the house payment. See, they're praying what the devil said. Faith cometh by hearing. Now, if you're hearing what the devil said, you're going to have faith in the devil. If you're praying what God said, you're going to have faith in God are saying what God said. If you're saying or praying what God said, and they should both go together because I tell you, most people nullify their praying with their saying. You get your saying and your praying together and you get an audience with God. But if you pray one thing, say another, you pray, God, give me wisdom. Thank you, Father, I, receive, I believe I receive wisdom. Get up and confess before you get out of the church house. Dear God, I'm so worried. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know. What, I don't ever know what to do. Well, you're saying, just nullified your praying. You're not going to get the wisdom of God. You're glorifying the enemy. 
you just proclaim that the devil has defeated you, even though you've prayed, the devil's defeated me, and I'll never know what to do. Well, Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Our confession should line up with what the Word says. And to confess, when we're talking about confession here, we're talking about saying what God said or getting in agreement with God. Now, that's what we're saying. It's just admitting that what God said is right, getting in agreement with God. But you know, most Christians, or many Christians, are getting in agreement with the devil. Now, let me tell you, if you buddy up with the devil, he'll go home with you. And he'll set up camp in your house. And as long as you'll quote him, he'll defeat you in life. He'll defeat you financially, spiritually, and physically. But if you resist the devil with the word of God, he'll flee from you. Submit yourself to God, the Bible says. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Well, he's not going to flee unless you resist him. And you resist him. Jesus gave the example of how to do it. The Mount of Temptation. He just quoted what God said. Run the devil plumb off the mountain. I guarantee you, it'll run him off your mountain too. If you'll quote what God said. Well, let's go on with this. He says, Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all of his house. Now, when it talks about house here, the house of Moses means the nation of Israel. And the house of Christ refers to the church, but he's talking about Moses wasn't all of Israel. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. So in other words, God was the one that set Israel up, and he had more honor than the house. The same as every house is builded by some man, but he that buildeth all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony to those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and rejoice of hope firm unto the end. Now here he speaks of the house of Christ. Well, let's read it again. Verse 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are. So we are Christians, or the church. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice and harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Now, someone might say, well, yes, Brother Caps, you know, they couldn't know God's ways because God's ways are higher than our ways, that higher than the heavens are above the earth. Well, now, you see, that is in the Bible. And you hear people say this all the time. You hear people quote this word of God. And uh, they quote it like this. Well, you know, the Bible says. Well, that really wasn't what the Bible said the way they said it. Well, we'll just never know God's ways. His ways are higher than our ways. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. Ministry of Angels. Good angels, bad angels, don't provoke your angel. A lady said to me one time, well, Brother Caps, if we provoke our angel, will we go to heaven? I said, well, I have good news and bad news for you. You may go to heaven, all right, but you may go in the morning.
or this afternoon. You don't want to provoke an angel. In Exodus 23, God said to Israel, verse 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee to the place that I have prepared. Beware of him, obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. So God assigned a special angel, the angel of the Lord, to go before them and keep them in the way and lead them to the promised land. But because they wouldn't keep God's word in their mouth, they changed the Word of God. They wouldn't believe the Word of God. They would not release their faith and add their faith to what God had said. But they said, they're giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers. So God did not get them into the promised land. Was it God's will for them to enter into the promised land? Absolutely. But because they would not take God's Word for it, and they took their own carnal mind to make the decision that we're like grasshoppers. Well, there were giants over there. Joshua and Caleb saw the giants. But what we talk about in this series is how that the angels know the Word of God. They hearken unto the voice of God's Word. When you begin to speak and agree with God's Word, you're getting an audience with angels. That's offer number 7306. It's entitled, The Ministry of Angels. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. Toll-free order line 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.